this Hyro the Hero, and you listening to Interview Under Fire. Real soldiers die laying in a cemetery. Families cry just doing what is necessary. All right, everyone, Sonny back here with another new episode of Interview Under Fire. Hyro the Hero, man, what an honor. Thank you so much for joining our podcast today on IUF. So this is an exciting time of the year for you with the release of your latest single, We Believe, which yeah. features uh, David Draymond of, of Disturbed. And it came out September 24th on Better Noise Music. I know you have near music coming out. It's already been a couple months. First yep, off, yep. you know, congratulations on all the well-deserved recognition it's been getting so far. But before we get to that, amongst other things, I'm going to ask a very important question, Hyro, to start things off. All right, no problem. It's a very simple one. But I think it's an important one to ask, considering where we are in our lives at this point. How are you, man? <laughs> oh, how man, have, yeah. how's, how's life in California for you at this time of year? I'm doing great, man. Uh, you know, I'm just trying to get through this like everybody else, you know, trying to survive this whole situation. We're in uh, California where they just made a new lockdown thing. So, you know, look, yeah. people pissed off and things like that. So <laughs> just trying to make it through. I don't understand anything going on, man. So. I, I don't think anybody does, man. Back on the road, man. Yeah. <laughs> but hey, well, here we are doing what we love to love to do best. You know, you making music, trying to get the music out there for the fans. But I want to ask, you know, being away from the stage a lot as a late hire, how are you keeping up your vocals these days? Is that affecting your uh, musicianship? <laughs> Has anything like changed for your routine wise lately, if at all? Nah, man, I, I've always loved working out and stuff like that. As far as voice go, I talk so much anyway, so I don't think that's going to affect my voice <laughs> at all. I can't wait to start screaming again, you know, just take a little bit. I may have a sore throat or something first round when we get back out there. But other than that, I don't think it's affecting that. And I talk too much shit all day anyway. So, <laughs> hey, it's all worth it. You know, and, uh, you know, I want to talk about something that's been in the normality of things. You've been at this for over a decade, man. How was the touring life for you personally? Because you've done some extensive touring throughout your career, whether it's with your First tour in mm-hmm. UK, Ireland with Blackout. You played at Download Festival. You played at Southway. Yeah. <laughs> Bands were up tour. Summer Sonic Festival. You performed with Hollywood and Dead and all that. Man, like yeah. we just mentioned before the interview started. But, you know, the list goes on for you. What was your favorite part about touring? Because now you're kind of taking like an unseen step back. And does it make you have a growing appreciation of the oh, touring yeah, life? Oh, yeah, I just never thought in my life you would take away touring from musicians. You know, it's what you dream to do. And, you know, I have been doing it so much. It's a part of my life. So you basically just ripped away part of my life and how I present my music to the people. You know, it's like an everyday grind, a hustle. And, you know, once you get to that next level of touring and performing the music, it's always a challenge every day. So, you know, saying you're pursuing your goals, you're pursuing your career, you're pursuing your dream, and you're trying to reach this epic point. And now it's just like, yo, what the fuck y'all just did, bro? And it's not, it's out of your hands. Like, how can I do anything? Before uh, this COVID happened, I was going on tour with uh, Fallen in Reverse, Asking Alexandria. That's right. That was one of the most epic tours I'd ever do. And they just ripped right away from me. So I can't wait. You know, it's been a blessing, though, in disguise, because I got, I got David Draymond, people at home. I'm getting amazing features. I got some, I got a song called Fight with Chad Gray coming soon. So, Without this happening, I probably wouldn't have got these features because they've probably been so busy. But I'm able to do it now since people home. So it's a blessing and a curse, man. You know, we, and you're talking like culture. You're talking about fans. You're talking about food. There are just so many things to pick apart about what touring yeah. life, you know, what makes the touring life amazing. You know, does this pandemic, now that you're home, I know you did the song with David over this period of time. 
I know you're yeah. still recording on new music, which I know you probably can't announce it. I know, I know yeah. it's, it's a black and white situation That's as far black. as that is concerned, but does this pandemic open up new things for you personally and artistically that you may have not noticed before about yourself? Oh yeah, man. I got, I'm working on my podcast game right now. Learning. Fucking, hey, there learning, you go. Yeah. OBS. I learned that program, learn how to Twitch, you know what I'm saying? I right got on. a game card to do Twitch and all them kind of things. Um, I've just learned how to stream multiple streams. So from caster or whatever and stream that out. Now I need to learn how to get all of the chat inside of the caster because uh, <laughs> somebody on YouTube wrote to me, man, you ignoring the chat. I'm like, I can't see the chat. <laughs> <laughs> man, I'm used to the live experience, man. What are you talking about, man? I'm not used to that yet. <laughs> exactly. yeah. So, so I'm over here, I'm over here, man, being a Zoom expert. You know, I didn't even know I was going to do a podcast like nine months out. Bro, you're like my yeah. 90th episode. That's how crazy oh, that's this is. Up. Like, and yeah. now this is starting to become a regular thing. And Jairo, you know, you've seen this for the last nine months. And mm -hmm. I, I'm going to, this has been a popular topic of discussion on my show, live streaming. A lot of yeah. the artists, what they do on stage, they're taking it onto the screen. And I believe, uh, you know, Code Orange was one of the first bands to do it. Like when they, did the whole live streaming they did the they did that show in an empty venue and they streamed it for the fans lama god did one behemoth did one august burns red has one coming awesome. out uh and what is it this saturday but yeah. i wanted to ask you know with all the experience that you've taken throughout your career with all the artists you met with all the fans you've encountered i wanted to ask being as a musician like yourself do you think the quarantine induced <laughs> live streaming surge we're seeing right now from all these artists is that going to affect the touring musician business going forward? Like, do you still see bands or artists doing this even after all this is over? Oh, nah, I don't see it happening. I can't do it. I don't <laughs> like it. <laughs> I mean, it's cool. I don't like it. Like, if I got to do one, I got to do one. But it's, right. the experience is just, it's nothing like being in front of people. Like me, I'm interactive with the crowd. I got to get in front of your face. I got to get into the crowd. You know, I jump in the crowd. I'm in the mosh pit. I got to be interactive with you. So me doing that through a camera is so weird. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I can't see it last. And I think everybody, you know, they're just doing what they got to do right now. But when it's time to actually, you know, get back in people's faces, you're going to want to do it. You know, I don't do that experience. You can't you can't fake that experience. You know what I'm saying? When you're right there in front, hearing the music in your face. I mean, you can't control the volume level, you know, <laughs> uh, that those type of things, you know what I'm saying? It's just blasted in your face, so I can't see it going forward. But maybe it will be, you know, like if you um sick at home or something and you're like, yo, I'm still put on a show, I'm live streaming to y'all ass. You feel yo, me? man, so, I can monitor, I can monitor my room. I got the liberty to do that if I want to, but yeah, how much exactly. longer can I do that? I've been monitoring in my room for the last nine months because, like I said, yeah, yeah. I was at a show every week before all this shit went down, but... You know, it's an interesting take because there's no right or wrong answer to what he just said. Because, yeah, you know, yeah, it's great. I mean, I've had artists who say, yeah, I'm not doing shit until all this is over. And some artists yeah. will say, yeah, it's a great way for me to engage with the fans, you know, like like the mm -hmm. bands that I just mentioned. I'll tell you something I did back in August. I'm sure you, I don't know if you heard about this. Metallica. Did you hear about that? They did the uh, live the concert like oh, uh, yeah. across the states for one weekend. And uh, Dallas, Texas sold out. Luckily, a friend of mine had a ticket. So I decided, sure, I'll go. I don't know what I'm going to get out of this. Sure, I'll go. It was, bro, the turnout was ridiculous. Insane. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's great to see fans, you know, come out for an, like an event, something like that. It was at a drive-in. It was at a deserted part of town here in Dallas. And um, 
if anything, it made me miss the live experience even more, you know? Yeah, exactly. And, That's why. <laughs> you know, I know I know you had your experience with like the like the 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 rock scene and the heavy metal scene. And what's the most popular term we hear at a live show? Mm-hmm. Let me see those horns, right? You see just a sea of horns <laughs> exactly, like with the, the fans, man. right? You see that. <laughs> so instead, what do we get? Uh three days grace open, for example. And they said, Hey, let me hear you guys honk your horns. So if you rolled down your window, oh you just, you just <laughs> You just hear, just in the middle of the night, just cars just honking loud in, in, in silence. Super dope. <laughs> it, was, it was crazy, like, but it just made me miss that even more. Like, and you were saying to yourself, maybe someone, you know, who doesn't have experience to Hyros Records, like maybe someone who would love to see you live, mm-hmm. you know, like, let's say, you know, in Australia or South Africa, someone who's not in the States, they can have access to something like that seeing you live. I don't know. Yeah. Maybe no, that's, that's something that crosses cool your mind. about it. But they still wouldn't get the full experience, you yeah, know. Yeah, exactly. That's and- my thing. And the thing is, you know, like I mean, it's cool, like you said, like drive through, like we getting creative like that. That's amazing as hell. But like you said, you know, for some people like Metallica, yeah, you can do that. For Hyrule <laughs> the Hero, I can't do that shit. Nobody gonna go watch that shit. Yeah, you know. Hey man, you collaborate with a lot of pretty amazing people, and you're amazing yourself. So I wouldn't even put that out of the question. So maybe something considered True. going forward. You're right. But but um, you know. Obviously, they're talking about, oh, hey, maybe things will turn early 2021, you know, maybe summer. And I mean, yeah, yeah. I saw some festivals lined up, so possibly they know something we don't know, maybe. Yeah, I know Germany did that one festival where <laughs> I thought it was a meme. Like, I don't know if you've seen it. They had the cars parked in front of the drive through and the oh, band still performed. You know, it was interesting. Yeah. And, and all the cars were like spaced out. You couldn't really get out of your car. It was kind of just you know, making the best <laughs> of the situation <laughs> like we're all doing. But everything I, is weird. <laughs> Like so, not <laughs> rock and roll. It's so not rock and roll. You're trying to make it rock and yeah, roll. Yeah, it's not rock and roll. <laughs> yeah, really I, yeah, bro. I know the live experience is, is what you're you're all about. And I know there was a yeah. big interview. They said they said I don't know if this is something that crosses your mind either. They said a new song or a new album does not feel complete until you get to present it to the fans live. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's true. That's true. That's basically kind of how mine is like for albums. You like to put an album along with the tour so you yeah. know that really throws everything off so that's kind of like why i got these singles coming which almost like loki helps me you know what I'm saying you get to hear what i got so you know it's not, i'm not coming with no stupid shit you feel <laughs> me yeah yeah I, mean, I feel you bro i know we talked about everything we had to tell i promise we'll talk about the new stuff right now your latest oh, single good. we believe featuring david draymond you know I mean, we all grew up with this disturbed like no doubt yeah you know, it came out September 24th. I can't believe it's, I mean, it feels like it came out just yesterday, but already it's been a couple of months, you know, it came out on better noise music. Walk me through that process, Hiro, from when you first contacted David or vice versa on creating something unique like this. When did production start for you? For we Oh man, I, I wrote that song like four years ago. So that wow. was the crazy part. Yeah, I showed my old manager, I had the song and he was like, yo, this is really good, man. We should make this over. I was like, all right, cool. So I brung it into uh, Matt Good, who produced a lot of my stuff y'all going to hear soon. Nice. And Matt Good, you know, he flipped the beat, made the beat all epic. And um, I recorded it. We had the chorus going. I even did that I Can't Breathe and all that stuff way before the whole George Floyd situation. So that really tripped me out that those words oh, wow. was so meant so much. So when I recorded it, sang it. And then uh, my manager, he used to work with Disturbed back in the day. So he hit up David Draymond, like, yo, check this out. And he was like, oh, yeah, I know High Rose. So that was dope. He knew me. And then he was like, yo, I got to be on this, man. And I was like, oh, hell yeah, let's do it. And so what I, my plan was for him to sing the chorus. You know, I just wanted him to sing the whole chorus. So I thought that's what he was going to do. Just take me off of the chorus and sing. <laughs> but what he did was add on to it. 
So it's me singing and him singing. So that was just like, what? The, I'm singing along with one of the greatest singers ever. <laughs> so it's so crazy to me, man. I, it still trips me out. And listen to what you're saying. Like, this is just like, I mean, you're, if anything, you're even just getting started on this too. Who knows what will happen, yeah. <laughs> you know, further in your career. Having someone like David is really, it's impressive to have someone like that on your resume. And considering the music that you already put out. You know, yeah, you, and I want to ask about Matt Good because uh, he produced it, right? As long, yeah, as yeah, he's amazing, awesome. man. Was there a sense of comfortability in the studio knowing that he was there? Like, okay, this is what I'm, what I, what I want to do. This is how I want to present it. Let's go. Oh yeah, once I met him, yeah, man, I, they all knew like, yo, we got to go to Matt Good for this. So I was like, cool. I ain't met him at the time. And then when I met him, I was like, oh yeah, this is perfect because he in the hip hop. He got the EDM background. He come from the band from first to last with Skrillex. So nice. you know, Skrillex gave him a lot of stuff too, like a lot of vibes. So he he know how to get down, man. Matt Good become one of the best producers. And then with me, it's just we just experiment. Whatever's in my mind, I can just spit it to him, and he can just do it. And it just came back and forth, that's getting creative. Like this new song, Fight Coming, I told him I wanted like a Trinidad kind of vibe because my parents is from Trinidad, so I want like a soca vibe, but in rock. And that's how we came up with this. And it was just like, bro, yo, I don't, crazy. man, I know I can't, I yeah. know you can't say so much about that, but bro, you got me excited about this. Like, oh, this is wild, like, we like hip hop and blending rap and rock and metal. Like, that's like, I mean, yeah, that's as good as it gets. And as far as that is concerned, fusing hip hop and rock, you're doing it right. You know, between, Thank you, brother. Yeah. between writing and structuring the song, like we just talked about in the production process, like you just mentioned. Hyrule, mm -hmm. what challenges did you face this time around that you may have not faced with Flag Channel or Bird School Work in Depth? Oh, man, honestly, I really didn't face the only challenge I faced was they gave me like two and a half weeks to make these songs. <laughs> so I was like, oh, snap. Oh, you and got then, this. Yeah, I was like, oh, man. And then they went to me. I had already had like 15, 20 songs, but they didn't really, they liked them, but they were like, well, you know what? Now we're going to send you with Matt Good, who's going to make some fire. So I was like, hold on, I got to make all new songs. What the fuck? <laughs> so, I'm already on so top said, of the pandemic. What are you guys doing to me, man? <laughs> and so I said, like, you know, I'm going to go in there and kill it, man. And we went in there in two, three weeks, bro. We murdered it, dude. Like, every song we sent, they were just like, what? Yo, what? And so they were just going crazy. So once you get that first, get through the first song, and they feeling it, then smooth sailing from there, you know, just keep rocking it. And we are killing it, man. And now it becomes some of my favorite songs I got. Bro, you're building up all this momentum. I know we're going to get those chicken wings off the bat once you come to oh, I'll, wait, I'll tell bro. you that much. <laughs> you know, I'm going to talk about this for a second because this is something that is also, I know you take this seriously. This is important to me. A lyric. Um, I'm going to talk about a lyric from We Believe. I don't know what to believe. They plot and scheme. Are they friends or enemies? They're full of rage and jealousy. It's suffocating. I cannot breathe. I can't breathe. Yeah. You talked about that, which we know because of certain events that have transpired this year. It's been the quote that's been recalled the most because of the tragedy of George Floyd. Yeah. It blows my mind that you told me four years ago. Yeah. This all came to service <laughs> and now this is happening. But I wanted to ask about this specifically. To what level do you like to have a theme for your records, Hyron? How important are themes to you? Is that more about helping you write or sound or is that more for the audience? Because a lot of artists, they don't really care about themes. They just do 10 songs in the studio and yeah, that's yeah. it. But I felt I mean, like you you had a specific idea you wanted to reach with this. Yeah, yeah. It's, no, it's just um, me in general. I just got a message. I always want to send a message when I'm recording, you know what I'm saying? And not necessarily a message of I'm taking the left side, I'm taking the right side, or I'm liberal or I'm conservative. It's more so 
of not dividing people. You know what I'm saying? We the 99% against the 1%, and they the ones dividing us. And I just want to open up people's eyes to that. And so when what and we believe it's like to me they devils and demons. So how you gonna pick between these two evil motherfuckers? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's hard to find the good between anything. And that's all I try to get across is like, yo, don't let these people divide us, which they did do a great job of dividing us heavy. You get what I'm saying? Black, yeah, white, yeah. rich, poor. You know what I'm saying? It's COVID real. It's COVID fake. All of this shit. It's just a bunch of division vaccine. No, don't take the vaccine. They got us on a fucking playing games with us, man. You know what I'm saying? And we fall for it. And I don't got all the answers to it, but I just know this ain't the way that it should be. You get what I'm saying? We should all wake up and realize that we being played in some kind of way, you know? And if I can do that through music, through song, that's what I try to do. And not necessarily through social media, because I don't want to fucking write on social media a bunch of political things all the time, you know what I'm saying? You get in trouble quick writing political shit on, on social media. But in music, I think I get my point across very well without picking or choosing a side. And that's basically my theme is just to let you know I'm on the people's side. That's it. Man, you couldn't have said that any better. And there's so much misinformation being thrown at us left and right. You don't know what the yeah. fuck you believe in at this point. That's the trouble about this. Like, And you get to express it through music the way, the way you're doing it. You're doing it. It's showing dedication to your craft. And you're putting yeah. it out there for the fans to hold on to. Do you see We Believe? And I'm sure this is I, I know this is a question that I, I take seriously. Do you see we believe as a snapshot of where you are at a certain time in your life? Oh, yeah, man. Exactly. That's true. It's weird how, you know, you make music, you make lyrics, you, you make you, you say you make it for people, but sometimes you make it for yourself. You know what I'm saying? Mm. Like somebody asks you for some advice and you be telling them shit that you need to do. You know? <laughs> right on <laughs> your advice be some shit you need to do but it comes across to them and some stuff they need to do so that's what happens when i make music i believe you know i paint a picture because like i said i'm stuck in this moment right now i don't know what to believe at this point in time man i don't know what the hell going on like i said um you take covid for instance they lock us down but then our governor go and eat at the french laundry you know what i'm saying <laughs> The San Francisco government oh, locked them down, and then she go eat. So it's like, oh, what, what's really going on, man? You get what I'm saying? You're seeing people lose their businesses. You know, it's hard for artists, you know what I'm saying? But they do it all under the guise of safety. And so maybe they is watching for us. Who knows? Maybe they yeah, is man. like, yo, we trying to keep y'all safe. But who the hell knows what's going on? So I just say, you know, we need to figure out something in this situation. And, you know, we believe it's, it's still it's just asking a question because I don't know the answer either. <laughs> Yeah, what's the theme we said throughout this entire this entire interview? This everything is weird. <laughs> yeah, everything is everything weird. Is weird, man. You know, <laughs> I want to switch gears here for a second because my friends, uh, you know, my, my fans. I'm going to say my friends, my fa my fans. You know, who don't know um, much about it is because you grew up on hip hop. You know, yeah, and of course you. We all know about Disturbed. You have your influences with Deftones, Flint Biscuit, Bad Brains, yeah, Rancid, exactly. Rage Against the Machine, At the Drive, and so Twitter Jam. And I know. I talked about this before the interview started. You grew up in the music scene in Houston. How has that music scene changed through your experience? I know you're in LA right now, but like through your eyes, how has the music oh, scene like this rap and metal? In, in general, music is, um, I, I just feel there's no region to it anymore. You know mm. what I'm saying? Back then it was Houston style of music. Then there was California style of music. Then there was New York style of music. Now, 
And that's Chicago style of music. Now everything, you can't really tell where anything is from anymore. You got to throw Florida in there, man. Oh, yeah, Florida. Yeah, Florida yeah. <laughs> Some deep booty music. You yeah, know you're talking about like rap and like death metal. Like that, I mean, Florida is <laughs> yeah. like where it's at, you know, coming out. Yeah, it, yeah, yeah. But yeah, you got it. There's no region to it anymore. But it's not a bad thing necessarily because it shows, you know, we all got a taste of everybody's style of music. So now everything is like blended and we're coming up with new things now. You get what I'm saying? Where you yeah, experiment yeah. differently. But back then you could have heard a song from, you know, a band or maybe a rapper and you'd be like, oh, that's a Houston rapper. That's a West Coast yeah. rapper. That's an East Coast rapper. Now you can't even do that no more. You don't know where people from because they all influenced by everything now. You know, the Internet brought everything together. So it's good and bad in a sense because, you know, there was an identity to it before. Mm. Now, you know, we're becoming genreless almost, if you, you feel me. Like, even the rappers is acting like punk rockers, you know what I'm saying? It's kind of crazy, man. They they mosh pits at rap shows and stuff now, so well, it, it's cool. That got that gets me thinking. Does that give you more flexibility to branch off into different genres? Oh, yeah, man. This is a perfect time for me to do okay. what I do, for sure. I, I believe back then when I put out uh, some of my stuff, not Flag Channel, but Burst School Work Debt, Mm -hmm. I think I was just ahead of time with the stuff I was doing. And now I'm coming into where it's the right time for me to put out this type of music, man. People are going to gravitate to it more. You know what I'm saying? The rock fans, as long as I get the appreciation from rock, I know I'm good. So I know if it floats into mainstream or floats into hip hop or whatever, they're going to gravitate to it, you know, especially in the time we're in, man, because their ears are open to a lot of new stuff. Yeah, you know, whether it's with uh, collaborating with David Draymond, and I know you've collaborated with Miles Kennedy, and I think Con Concrete Dream is on that list as well. Well, everybody thinks it's Miles Kennedy. It's not Miles Kennedy. That's a, a lady we had come to the studio and say. <laughs> oh, okay. I remember saying it's Miles Kennedy. I was like, yeah, was like that's not Miles that, Kennedy. I was, like, yeah. I was like, really? Okay. Okay, I'm so now so. I know. Okay, for the record, okay, on this podcast, for the <laughs> listeners who don't know, now you know. <laughs> yeah, it's funny. I used to see that and be like, oh, well, I'll just roll with it. But nah, it's, um, I forget her name. I gotta remember her name. Yeah, she came in and killed it, man. She got an amazing voice for Never Back Down. And everybody always say, yeah. <laughs> I was like, oh, that's still, hilarious. Right. Okay, so now if she's listening, you know, contact us like hey let's yeah. let's get it again. you know Hiro, you know have your aspirations as a person or an artist like have they changed or evolved since when you first started performing in the industry do you see things differently now oh yeah man, i see a lot of things and when i first came out i was dissing people and saying oh this music suck y'all suck y'all ain't good <laughs> yo you know dissing rappers and call them ringtone rappers and all that type of shit but then i got older you know saying i appreciate uh what these kids doing because i just creative in their own way man i mean i saw one artist today i put on my story i don't know who it is but i i don't understand it for shit it was <laughs> some dude i think he grew up listening to slipknot a black okay. dude kind of big afro and he got like a rap beat but he just going and like literally doing that and he got 20 he got one million views in 20 hours and i just wow. said i don't i don't know anymore like what's the I, formula anymore now like it's i just can't understand it you know here i am i'm trying to put a message in my heart out but i still gotta go but did he go and that's and all he, you gotta do I, said, I, said, I don't know anymore what these kids want <laughs> so i just all i could do is just do my thing man yeah you just gotta keep doing your thing you know hira we talked about yeah. you know we covered everything from top to bottom man we're at the last part of the interview, I want to ask this question now because yeah, we covered a lot of genres technically, you know, from rap, metal, you know, to rock, whatever you want to name it. Let me ask you this. 
five favorite albums you can think of at the top of your head right now? Five favorite albums. See, I grew up in this single oh, stuff, so I can't. I don't know if I can name albums like that. Just name five. <laughs> just five things that come. Five songs, maybe that come to the top. I was like Rancid. Was it Out Came the Wolves? Okay, okay. That was at the drive-ins album. Um, forget what they called it. Um, mm-hmm. their first album, Casino and whatever that one is. Okay. Um, Tupac's greatest hits. 50 Cent, Get Rich or Dry Try. And I say Tupac greatest hits because it had all his shit on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was at All Eyes on Me. Uh, Get Rich or Die Trying, for sure, for sure. That's four. That's four. And a fifth. God. I'm putting you on the hot seat, man. We need some chicken wings for this one. (laughs) (laughs) That is the hot seat, man. And a fifth. I listen to so much dope albums, too. But I have to say, um, I don't want to take too long, man. But, um, I guess a Rage album with the dude on fire. That one. Uh, oh, I think that's the self-titled one. The self-titled. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Man. The homie on fire. Yeah. Look at that. <laughs> that shows the diversity in your music right there. I yes. love. I love asking that question because you fuse so many different genres within the music that you put out. Look at yeah, that list, yeah, man. Yeah. That goes all over. The that's place. a cool list. <laughs> that's a good list, man. I want to keep that in mind. Uh, man, yeah. Ira, this is this has been awesome, man. Do you have any like last words? Anything you want to mention? Any plugs you want to? Like, any shout-outs uh, about the fans who are listening before we finish things off here? Nah, man, just hit me up on uh, Instagram, you know, Facebook, High Road the Hero. My Twitch is High Road the Hero Official. And, and you're you streaming know, up, your up so there you man. go. Yeah, That's man, just stream. keep your head up through this stuff, man. That's it. And everyone who's listening, We Believe is out now um, on Better Noise Music, the collaboration yep. with David Draymond. And please stay tuned, fans. You know, hyra has got some new music out coming out really soon. Who knows when? Let's hope soon because we need more. Yeah. <laughs> I again. A Friday new song coming. Friday. Ah, there you go, man. There yeah. you go. There you go. Can Friday. I appreciate it, man, so much. You be safe where you are, man. And uh, we'll do this again in person whenever you come to Dallas, brother. Hey, for sure. Can't wait, brother. Thank you. Hey guys, thanks for listening to Interview Under Fire podcast. If you guys liked what you heard, please subscribe and share our channel. And please leave a five-star review as that helps us tremendously. And also, if you guys have any questions or comments, you can find us at Interview Under Fire at Facebook or at Instagram. Or you can write us directly at schwag at interviewunderfire.com. That's S-C-H-W-A-G at interviewunderfire.com. Or Rezablade. That's R-E-Z-A-B-L-A-D-E at interviewunderfire.